Create an Unstoppable Life, episode number 91, Wanting More. Create an Unstoppable Life is for smart professionals who want to get out of their own way and build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and marketing coach, and a family medicine doctor. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back. Today's episode is courtesy of a free web class. I'm hosting it over the next few weeks. We're talking March, April, 2021. And this is in response to the often asked question or the things that sound like this. I feel like there's something more, but, uh, but how do I get started? I have a lot of ideas for something that I want to do or create, and I don't know, I don't know where to start. And there's so many doctors doing stuff already. Here's the answer and the class. Turn an idea into a business for physicians. I'll walk you through a process to generate ideas for what you want to create. Talk about moving from idea to implementation. And most importantly, cover the biggest stumbling blocks of physicians when it comes to launching or growing a business. The stuff we all do. If this is you or a colleague, you can sign up through the link in the bio section of Instagram at DinaGeorgeMD. And that's what leads to today's topic, sort of a preparation for the class, wanting more. Do you want more in any aspect of your life? Let's take a step back. There's a deeper question here. Do you allow yourself to want more? Most people don't, especially high achievers. There are rules or strict limits around wanting and what we're allowed to do. Those limits sound like, who am I to want more? Who am I to deserve more? I should be satisfied with what I have. I have more than most people. What will people say? It's not realistic. This isn't a good time. Do you hear it? Do you hear that wanting more is off limits? It's restricted. It's only for other people. It is not for us. Definitely not us. Let's break it down. I have more than most people. Wow, that stops any thinking beyond that. It creates guilt and shame and a whole bunch of both. Just like this one does. Who am I to want more? Ugh. Who am I to deserve more? Now we touch the deserve button and our mind automatically shuts down. Deserve is a powerful weapon that we use against ourselves. Shame is too. Guilt is too. Notice what's going on, how we don't even consider more. Because of what the idea of more evokes within us, shame, guilt, fear, worthiness, or lack of worthiness, it's so much easier to just not want, to tell ourselves, be satisfied with what you have, you have enough. It's like the the parent in our head is telling us that. (laughs) It's easier to just try and control how much guilt or shame or unworthiness we feel. Because if we don't think about it, we're not going to feel it, right? Hmm, maybe not. Here's the irony. Shame is on both sides. So we can shame ourselves on one side, tell ourselves we should be satisfied with our life. And then we can shame ourselves on the other side for wanting more. It's like being on both sides of the tennis court. It gets exhausting. We don't escape it. It's there. It's staring at us. One side we've learned how to be more comfortable with. We can lessen it. We can tell us tell ourselves what we should be and what we can't be. Like we can't be a dreamer. That's ridiculous. 
looking at the shame on the other side, that's the side of being a dreamer. That's the side of wanting to experience more of life, more of our life. Ooh, just thinking about it feels risky. Not even taking action, just thinking about it. It invites in more guilt, more shame, and anything else that wants to join the party. Easier to stay the same. Not test the human mind, because the human mind, for most people, doesn't like risk or change. And wanting more invites both. So the first step to wanting more, can you guess what it is? It's allowing it. Allowing yourself to want. And it requires work on your part. Here's the work. Stop shutting yourself down. Stop telling yourself you have enough. Stop telling yourself that you should be happy with what you have. Stop telling yourself that you aren't worthy. It's not true. You're alive. You're worthy. Stop comparing yourself with others because notice you will lose 100% of the time. When your mind tells you you're better than somebody else, you lose because it's followed with guilt and shame. When your mind tells you that somebody else is better than you, you lose. There's a 100% likelihood that playing the game of comparison results in losing. Let's just go back to one of those phrases. Stop telling yourself that you have enough. You can have enough and want more. And we'll talk about that later on. You can have enough. You can be content. You can be satisfied. You can be fulfilled. And you can still want more. It's not one or the other. Most people, they don't realize they're playing the game of hold myself back or shut myself down. It's just become so natural. This rule that's always followed, no exceptions. How do I know this? It's because I'm a mind reader. Duh. (laughs) Or I've been coaching many high achievers to see the pattern over and over again. And I have a coach who points out the pattern in me over and over again. That's how. A few years ago, and I think I told this story in a prior episode, I set this audacious goal of buying a sports car. Not just any sports car, a Jaguar F-Type convertible, V8, 585 horsepower. You can feel the vibration of the engine. You can hear it growl. You can feel how responsive the gas pedal was. It didn't take much, and your head was back in your headrest. (laughs) It was incredible. I wanted a change in my life, and I thought for sure a sports car would bring it. So I talked with Craig. He was all in. Talked with our son. He's all in. But that's it. Those are the only two who knew. Why? Because of the internal narrative at the time. I have enough. Who am I to want more? I should be happy with what I have. I have more than most people. What will people say? What will the people at church say? (laughs) Smile. I didn't buy the car. It would have been super fun. I wanted a change. And I realized that a change of perspective would be more effective. Not allowing ourselves to want, it holds us back. All this stuff does too. The stuff of, we can't have it. It's like we're a child again. It's not us. It's unnecessary. It's dumb. It's too simple. It sounds silly. It's too expensive. It's wasteful. People will fill in the blank. People will do all kinds of things. We think that if we don't want, all the chatter goes away. But does it? 
No, it simply goes somewhere else. It has a different focus. What do you tell yourself when it comes to more in your life? Wanting more. Wanting more help around the house. Wanting to use the restroom when you need to. Wanting free time or quiet. Wanting to read a book. Wanting more support at work. Wanting to stop some of the stuff you do. Stop doing the procedures you don't enjoy. Stop seeing patients for certain kinds of conditions. Stop accepting insurance that doesn't cover the real cost of care. How about stop attending events you don't enjoy? Are you allowed to want any of those things? Notice how basic they are, like we haven't even begun to think bigger. Here's some that might be a stretch for you. Wanting these things. Two weeks of vacation consecutively. How about a three or four day work week with the same pay or higher? Travel. Be able to work wherever you have internet access. Having dinner prepared by someone else every night. How about a driver or an assistant or someone else to do the worrying about what needs to be purchased, repaired, or maintained? You ready to go bigger? Financial freedom. Have all the money you will ever need in your lifetime now. How about create a family foundation or a nonprofit? Raise your kids globally. Go on vacations or humanitarian missions for months at a time. How about this one? Establish clean drinking water for an entire country. Do you want to change the culture? There's several physicians who are leading this in medicine and help is needed. How about networking among thought leaders? Calling yourself a thought leader. Private travel and staying on an exclusive and secured floor of a hotel. Are you allowed to want these things? Where does your mind take you? It's essential to be aware of it. Normal, not wanting. Also normal, wanting secretly and not allowing yourself to ever do anything about it and never tell anyone about it. So how do you start allowing yourself to want more? Stop telling yourself you can't have it. Stop holding back and stop listening to the naysayers, the ones that are in your mind and the ones who are around you physically. And there's plenty of both. So that was the first step. Here's the second step. Start using this very simple phrase, why not me? Why not me? earning twice as much. Why not me with someone to take care of all the stuff I don't want to do? Why not me to travel and work rather than travel for work? Why not me? Fill in the blank. You can put anything there. Notice it's a step. Within this tiny step, there's no room for judgment or comparison. There's no need to know how to do anything more than you already do. This is planting a tiny seed of hope and possibility and suggesting that it is available for you. Why not me? Why not me to launch a business? Why not me to work less and earn the same or more? Why not me to create something new, like a novel medical practice where I can take care of patients in the way that I think they deserve? Why not me to want this or have this. 
it's a simple step forward. Dropping the old narrative, introducing the possibility, and creating an opening that simply starts with maybe. And once you do that, here's what can follow. Start thinking about what you want to build, experience, innovate, improve, share, give, obtain mastery in. And it's fun. The guilt and the shame, they were dropped a while ago. They aren't needed for this journey. So let's play. Grab a paper, pen, pause the podcast when you need to, and answer these prompts. There are 13 of them. Wow. 13. (laughs) You ready? Number one. I think it's fun too. I think it's fun too. Number two. When I was a kid, I spent a lot of time. How? When I was a kid, I spent a lot of time. Number three. I used to dream as a kid that I would. I used to dream as a kid that I would. Number four, I always imagine life would be. I always imagine life would be. Number five, I promised my grandparents when I was little that I would. I promised my grandparents when I was little that I would. Number six, If there was no way to fail, I would. If there was no way to fail, I would. Number seven. If money was not an issue, I would. If money was not an issue, I would. Number eight. If I could give anything away to others, it would be super fun to... If I could give anything away to others, it would be super fun too. Number nine, I lose track of time when. I lose track of time when. Number 10, my perfect day. My perfect day. Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? What are the essential components? What are you feeling during the day? Like, what's the general feel? What are you talking about? And when you put your head down on the pillow at the end, what's the feeling you have? And what are you thinking about? So again, your perfect day, you get to describe it. Where you're at, who you're with, what you're doing, what the essential components of the day are, what you're feeling during the day, what you're talking about. And then at the end of the day, your head's on the pillow. What's the feeling you have and what are you thinking about? Number 11, your perfect workday. Answer this first with the job that you have. Your perfect workday in your current job. What are you doing? What are you not doing? Who's helping you? Do you have a scribe, an assistant, a note taker, a biller, a coder? Can you see who's on my list? How many hours do you work? How many clients or patients do you see? What do you look forward to? What are you creating or innovating to go to the next level of service? And what are you earning? So a lot of questions to describe your perfect workday at your current job. 
What are you doing? What are you not doing? Who's helping you? How many hours do you work? How many patients or clients do you see? What do you look forward to? What are you creating or innovating? And what are you earning? Number 12. Well, it looks like we only have 12. (laughs) Your perfect workday in the work that you are called to do. You don't need a lot of specifics, only a sense of what your dream work would look like. So where are you? And who are you with? Who's helping you? What product or service do you offer? What are you creating or innovating? What do you look forward to? Who are the recipients of your work? Why did they hire you? What do they need you for? What do they want you for? What's the next level? What are you earning? How are you growing? This one's huge for high achievers. There has to be a growth plan in place to keep us engaged. And finally, what hasn't been said? What are the perks of the work? What do you get to enjoy? One more time, your perfect work day and the work you're called to do, your dream work. Where are you? Who are you with? Who's helping you? What is the product or service? What are you creating or innovating? What do you look forward to? Who are the recipients of your work? Why do they come to you? What do they need or want? What's the next level? What are you earning? How are you growing? And what hasn't been said? What are the perks of the work that you do? So if time and money were not an issue, what principles guide your life? How do you decide where to focus and what you're living for and what you're giving and how you're growing? I talked with a multi-million dollar business owner recently, so fun, who's very happy with where the business is at. And when the idea of giving millions of dollars away was introduced to them, there became this desire, this want to grow the business. Wanting more to give more. That's one of the things that wanting can lead to. Amazing, right? For you, for others. So out of all those prompts we just covered, all 12 of them, what might you want? What are the themes? What stands out? Like what has a pull and all of a sudden your heart aches a little bit? Because maybe you do want it. Isn't this way more interesting than shutting yourself down? Creating desire and possibility? Here's where we've traveled so far in this episode. How amazing high achievers are at shutting themselves off from wants. And we talked about letting go of that practice. Introducing the concept of why not me. And then we use prompts to explore possibility of what you might want. Of what might catch your attention. To try and rekindle the relationship of what is available for you in life. We set up a buffet of possibility with a ton of items. Do you really want them? Don't know. This is likely the first time in a long time that you even allowed yourself to think of these things. Just starting to want. You ready for the next step? It involves doing something that will seem incredibly foreign, silly, and impossible all at the same time. Writing yourself a permission slip. 
I, insert your name, give permission. Back when I was in the army, with every advancement in rank, you repeat the oath of office. So the officer would read the orders. I, insert your name, do solemnly swear. And at one ceremony, I remember somebody actually saying, I, insert your name, which led to this terrific laugh, complete distraction. So be sure to insert your name. What can you give yourself permission for? Be bold. Here's some examples. Permission to want whatever you want and letting that be okay. Permission to not know how to do anything right now or to try things on without committing to them. Just try them on. To want without looking around or comparing. Permission to schedule time to dream. To talk with others about it or not. To stop limiting your ideas or creativity. Permission to start ordering dessert first. How about this one? To ditch the word should and when you find yourself saying it, know that it's exactly the opposite thing you need to do. Give yourself permission to say no 10 times as much as you do now. And if you're a people pleaser, then say no 100 times more than you do now. It turns out that saying no frees up time and mental energy to do the things that you want to do rather than focusing on what others want from you. Wanting more means speaking to yourself this way, as someone who has good judgment, and as kindly as you would to someone you deeply care about. Speaking to yourself as someone who trusts that your well-being is what influences the well-being of those around you, and there really is no other choice than to be at your best. Here's what wanting can lead to. Growing your life and your capacity to live and give at an extraordinary level. To form your own foundation of giving. To lead your own mission. To share your gifts widely in service to others. Once again, here are the steps. One, notice how you shut yourself off from wanting. Judgment, comparison, labeling, and all the other stuff and stop it. Just stop it. Number two, use the phrase, why not me? Use it for everything. Why not me? Number three, play with the prompts. You can replay that section of this episode or just make up your own. Number four, write your own permission slip. You're the only one that can. You're the principal in the office writing the permission slip. No one else can or will give you permission, and you don't want anyone else to. Because if you're relying on somebody else to do it, that means you can never go forward on your own. It always will require them to give you that permission. Number five, grow your life and capacity following the want, and live and give at an extraordinary level. Remember, there's some rules around want. We're making them up right now. You don't have to know how, it doesn't need to make sense, and you can put anything you want on the paper. Back to the sports car. It's still on my want list, and the options have expanded beyond Jaguar because it's fun to think about. When I started planning for it, what I realized is that I wanted a calm mind and a clear sense of direction for my life. I wanted to wake up every day with a sense of purpose. It took wanting the sports car 
to lead me to that revelation and to see what I had been withholding from myself. When I have a date and time to take action on that want, I'll be sure to let you know. And Craig's really looking forward to it too. As much fun as his 1963 Ford Econo line is, complete with the column shifter, it just doesn't go very far. So he's looking forward to driving my vehicle. For fun, you can see a picture of him and the Econoline on social media. At Dina George MD on Instagram, at George MD Coaching on Facebook. Wanting is an amazing tool that can help you become unstoppable. I'll see you next time. Be clear on who you serve in your business, the value you provide, and the message you're sending. I help physicians launch or grow a business with the only two things that they need, mindset and marketing. Schedule a call at georgemdcoaching.com. I'd love to work with you.